guys, welcome back. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the four things that you need to demonstrate to any seller to win a negotiation. right before this one, we talked about how to save money in a negotiation, what exactly to ask for, and ultimately how to get the most out of a seller when you're negotiating to buy a property. However, in order to come to a meeting of the minds, both sides really do need to feel that they have won. So you need a happy seller as well as a happy buyer. What to give is critical when it comes to your potential to win a negotiation, especially when you are bidding in a competitive environment, which means that you have an apartment that you're bidding on that other buyers are also interested in. This is where the job of a buyer's agent really kicks in. This is our craft. Negotiation is an art, it's not a science. It requires a very careful balance of logic, feelings, attitude, and principles. A good buyer's agent has experience negotiating on properties with all different kinds of sellers, and they use what they learned in each of their transactions to refine their strategies in the next ones. You need to be strategic when you are negotiating. Simply driving up the sales price is not being strategic, and that's the easiest way to end up in a bidding war where you have other buyers that can offer a small amount of money more than you and ultimately win the bid, thus having you lose the deal. Instead of only focusing on the sales price, you really need to make the seller prefer you. Once the seller prefers you, they'll be more inclined to proceed with you as their buyer, honor your offer, and they'll be focused less on getting competing buyers up to beat you. So in order to achieve this, there are four things to demonstrate to a seller that are very important. This is your intent, your qualification, your flexibility, and your thoughtfulness. Of course, there are some apartment sales that strictly come down to the sales price. The seller has no other emotion in the deal at all, but those are actually much more rare and those types of situations are not what we're going to be focusing on in this video. So first, demonstrate your intent. So everyone knows that buyers are placing offers on more than one property most likely. They're seeing which offer sticks, which property ends up offering a better deal, and which sellers seem to be better to work with. So a seller is most inclined to deal with a buyer that seems genuine. If a seller makes a deal with a buyer, for example, just $5,000 more than you, and that other buyer is flaky and doesn't end up making it to the closing table, that seller is now back to square one. So most sellers understand this and they're really not only only looking at the asking price or the sales price that you offer, they're really looking at you. Some buyers think that they need to act aloof, kind of like how you do in a car dealership, threaten to leave without buying something in order to get your deal. But shopping for apartments in New York City is not like that at all. If a seller thinks that you are not their most serious potential buyer, you are going to lose the deal. If you think about it, this is a huge 
huge transaction for you and the seller. Oftentimes, it's the only thing standing between the seller and the next phase of their life or the next goal that they're trying to achieve. So they do need a buyer that respects that and has the same goals in mind. So for the first step, when I say you want to demonstrate your intent, I mean that you want to show that you are serious. So first, along with your offer, you could consider writing a letter to the seller, an introductory letter, explaining who you are, why you love this particular property, why you love the neighborhood, and you can explain the future that you see for yourself in this neighborhood. If you could tug at the seller's heartstrings a little bit, do that. I used to recommend to my buyer clients including a photo with this letter, but now I actually don't recommend that anymore because I feel that as soon as you provide your image, it could open the door for potential implicit bias. Unfortunately, no matter what you look like, no one is everyone's cup of tea. I know there are people that dislike me just from looking at me for all of one second. And that applies to everyone. I'm not saying that this is right, but sometimes people's unconscious thoughts can affect their negotiation. So I don't even open the door for this to happen. I simply focus on that letter. So let the letter focus on your investment in establishing yourself in this neighborhood and how this particular property is crucial in you achieving that goal. Assure the seller that if they accept your offer, that you have every intention of signing the contract and moving forward with the property. Another way to demonstrate that you're serious, are you able to put down more than 10% at contract signing? If you offer to do this, it shows that you're willing to put more skin in the game. What putting down more than 10% at contract signing means is that if you were to back out of the deal for a reason that is not covered under the contract as an acceptable reason, you would be losing more money, more of your deposit, if instead of putting down 10%, you put down 15% or 20% at contract signing, you would lose all of those funds, which are more, of course, than someone that only put down 10% at contract signing has at stake. So therefore, you're showing that you're more serious. You're showing that you really fully intend to not back out of this purchase. Only someone that's really serious would be willing to offer this to a seller. This sends a big message and it costs you literally no extra money in the grand scheme of things. So for example, if you were already planning to finance 80% of the purchase, meaning that you were putting down 20% in cash, if you were to put all of that 20% down in cash at the contract signing versus waiting until closing, you don't need to put down any more money at closing. You've already satisfied your 20% cash down payment. So by the time your closing day comes, you've laid out no extra cash. Even if you don't wanna put down 20% at contract signing, you could put down 15% at contract signing and it still makes a big statement. Step two, demonstrate your qualification. When I say qualification, I mean your financial strength. The seller wants to know that you have strong financials to make sure that there is very little risk of you actually getting your mortgage and being able to proceed with the closing. If you're looking to buy a condo or a co-op, then this is even more important because condo and co-op managements are going to be looking very closely at your financials when they review your application to purchase. The seller really doesn't want to have to deal with management's pushback on a buyer if their financials are iffy. Real estate agents use a very basic financial statement to show your qualifications. So when you get this document, you want to fill it out to the best of your abilities 
and include every asset that you have that would beef you up. Your retirement accounts include 401k. However, if you do happen to have way more liquid assets than the property costs, you definitely don't have to show all of the excess in this document. You do want to maintain your negotiation leverage. So if you have millions and millions of dollars, you don't want the seller to think that you can come up to any price. So you want to show that you have enough funds to complete the purchase and have some left over for padding. Depending on whether you're buying a condo or a co-op, your buyer's agent will let you know exactly how much money you want to show that you have in liquid assets. Another way to demonstrate your qualification is if you've agreed to work with one of the mortgage lenders that was recommended to you by your real estate agent, which you always should do, then this should definitely be communicated to the seller. It's really important for the seller to understand that you are working with a reputable lender. A great lender is thorough in the beginning so that they don't let you down in the end or create unnecessary delays or issues that are not relevant. Another way to demonstrate your qualification is to have your lender go further than just providing you with a basic pre-approval letter. Give your lender the address of the property that you are bidding on and have your lender look into the property and provide you with written confirmation that this building is approved in their system. This is something that most lenders who work in New York City are very easily able to do quickly. When the bank can confirm that the building that you're looking at is already approved in their system, it means that recently, maybe for someone else's transaction, they've already done the building due diligence that is required for them to approve the building in their system, which means that there is a much better chance of you actually getting your mortgage commitment letter and that the lender can move much more quickly because the building due diligence has already been done on their end. This is very valuable for a seller to know. Another way to demonstrate your qualification, and this is important especially if you're bidding on a co-op. When you're bidding on a co-op, there is a very heavy focus on how secure your employment is because a co-op is extremely concerned with you being able to pay your maintenance for the duration of your ownership in the property. So if you've been employed at the same company or within the same industry for several years, this is something that you want to emphasize to the seller. It's extremely reassuring for the seller to hear this from you because this is one of the first questions that the board is going to ask them when they submit your application for review and approval. Step three, demonstrate your flexibility. Similarly to buyers, most sellers are extremely stressed when they're selling their property. They may be trying to get logistics to work out with renovating their next home or coordinating moving, etc. If you happen to have flexibility on the date that you absolutely have to take possession of the apartment, you definitely want to communicate this to the seller. A seller will greatly appreciate knowing that they have an extra month or two of flexibility to get their ducks in a row. The attorneys will be able to work language into the contract to ensure that all sides are protected and that the seller doesn't take advantage of your flexibility. Additionally, assuming that you chose to work with a real estate attorney that your buyer's agent had recommended to you, this attorney is most definitely going to be highly communicative, solutions oriented, and work through the due diligence process quickly. So if this is the case, you need to emphasize this to the seller. A bad attorney can totally destroy a transaction and the seller knows that you having a good one is extremely important. This really makes a difference in how appealing you are to the seller. And finally, step four, demonstrate your thoughtfulness. There are more thoughtful ways to put money into the seller's pocket 
that don't simply require driving up the asking price. One way to do this is to offer to pay the sellers New York City and state transfer taxes. As I mentioned in previous videos, these are taxes that a seller has to pay whenever they are selling a property. They equal 1.825% of the sales price. So you could offer the seller a closing credit to cover all or part of those taxes. Another creative way to increase the amount of money that you're offering the seller without simply driving up the asking price is if the seller is currently living in the apartment that's being sold, you can offer a closing credit to the seller to cover their moving expenses. This could be as little as $5,000 to the seller, but it shows that you are thinking of them, that you're more thoughtful than other competing buyers, and it's very, very appreciated. Finally, another way that you can achieve this is if you are bidding on a co-op, you can offer to pay part or all of the seller's flip tax. A flip tax is something that mostly all co-ops have in place, and it's just a fee that is owed by the seller to management whenever they sell an apartment. So that's just another thing that you can help them pay for, which makes you more appealing. It shows that you are willing to contribute more money towards the sale, but it makes it a little more difficult for the seller to turn around to another competing buyer and say, I have an offer of X on the table because really you're not offering that higher price in the form of the asking price. You're offering it to them in other ways. So it just becomes a little bit more difficult for other buyers to compete with you. And it shows that you've put more thought, more care into this transaction and that you are the most genuine and trustworthy buyer and that the seller should definitely proceed with you. And that wraps it up. Those are the four most important things that you can demonstrate to a seller in order to have the best possible chance at winning a negotiation. And of course, when you place an initial offer, you are not going to lay out every single thing that I talked about in episode 8A and episode 8B into that initial offer email, but definitely once you get the conversation going with the seller, and once you are engaged in negotiation, you are going to probably bring all or some of these ideas onto the table. So to summarize, as you negotiate, ask yourself, have I demonstrated my intent, my qualification, my flexibility, and my thoughtfulness? Of course, when you are engaged in a purchase, you are working with a buyer's agent who's going to help you. So I do think you should always take their recommendations because they do have inside information on who the seller is, what their motivations are, what the seller is looking for, and ultimately those really are the things that are going to help you decide what you want to take out of your utility belt, so to speak, and what tool you want to bring forward to have the best chance at really connecting with that seller and being able to offer them what they need. Thank you guys so much. I hope that this was really helpful for you. It's been amazing to see that there are so many like-minded people out there who are looking to set themselves up for success in the future by making intelligent real estate investment decisions today. I know that it takes so much courage to think about spending money, like the amount of money you spend on an apartment during a time like this, when it seems like more than ever, nothing is promised. But the truth is that people who act when other people are afraid 
are the ones that end up two steps ahead and even more successful. Please subscribe to my channel. This is an ongoing series. New episodes are uploaded weekly. And if you would like to stay in touch with me on a more personal level, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm always putting daily updates on Instagram. I'm letting you know what the next episode is going to be about in the real estate series. And I let you know when it's live, when it's posted. I also share work stuff and personal life stuff. So you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is downtown native. And finally, if you would like for me to represent you in your own apartment purchase, or if you are looking to sell an apartment in New York, please let me know. You can send me an email anytime. I am never too busy to take on new clients and I would be more than happy to have the opportunity to work with you. So please send me an email anytime. My email address is christina.cremitas at element.com. Thank <laughs> you.